Stampede. Turner is in 205, recorded 11 5 2023. As a social commentator, I can't promise you a bright and peaceful future filled with contentment. No, it's the people who've been building the values in this country who keep telling you that's what they're promising. But the facts would tell you otherwise. This country, with the help of politicians, have used the production of weapons to claim you're secure. They've sold all sorts of weapons around the world, claiming they're assuring your protection. But let me tell you something. One day, that policy will come back and be knocking at our door, or even threaten us internally. I try to tell you what our future will be, and I'll say this. The Hamas-Israeli war didn't just begin with Hamas attacking Israel and killing over a thousand Israeli citizens and the taking of hostages without a greater strategic design. Of course, the Palestinian people have felt they've been mistreated by what they claim was the taking of their homeland, and have sworn to destroy the Jewish state in what is nearly the heartland of the Muslim world. The state of Israel doesn't have the right to exist and should be extinguished. So one should ask oneself, why did Hamas at this time intentionally initiate this recent attack on Israel. 
Hamas must think they could achieve their goal of driving the Jewish people from what they claim is their homeland. Hamas in Gaza, the Hezbollah in Lebanon to the north, and the Shia Muslims in Iraq are being armed by the Iranian Islamic Guard, and that includes the Yemeni conflict with Saudi Arabia. And make no mistake about it, America, along with Israel, are considered the infidels in this war. So the truth of what has broken out in the Middle East is a new strategic paradigm. And what has begun in the Gaza Strip taking hostages in Israel is far worse than can be imagined. It's common knowledge that Israel has built their own nuclear weapons. They have a nuclear bomb arsenal. And here is the reason why Hamas attacked Israel. Iran has acquired the state of a nuclear power and has nuclear bombs. And that may not just be a prediction.
Now, the facts are, in a holy war, the Muslim world is committed to driving the Jewish people out of Israel. No sacrifice is too great for Islam to reclaim what belongs to the Muslim world. Everyone knows Hamas can't militarily defeat the Jewish people, including driving them out of the Middle East and destroying the state of Israel. So why would they risk an attack on Israel using rockets and killing over a thousand Israelis? They knew Israel would retaliate and attack them in the Gaza Strip. The truth is Hamas has been used to sacrifice themselves for the knowledge that what is about to take place is a regional war. Iran is willing to use the Palestinian people as sacrificial lambs to make the entire Muslim world fight against America and Israel's influence in the Middle East. And now let me explain a well-guarded secret for why the United States in 1948 endorsed the formation of a Jewish state. It's not just because the Jewish people deserved a homeland of their own after the Second World War. No, the underlying reason was that America wanted a place they could have that would further the economic interests of America. And what would that interest be? Well, in 1948, it was obvious that oil was going to drive the economies of the world. And even though America had its own resources of oil in undeveloped deposits, some very clever politicians and corporations decided it was better to use someone else's reserves instead of using up the oil that existed in this country. It all made perfect sense. Supporting the state of Israel guaranteed America's control for the distribution from oil coming out of the Middle East. We supplied weapons to Israel, and in so doing, we had military leverage in what could be a hostile and aggressive Muslim environment. You see, we used the plight of the Jewish people to form their own country and are guaranteeing nearly 78 years of control of the Middle East oil after World War II. That's what's called ruthless capitalism. Blood was to flow, and it was all for making profits. America didn't stand alone in the Middle East. It had a democratic partner who would shed their own blood in order to have their own homeland. But Iran now has a nuclear weapon, and that changes everything.
course, my prediction could be wrong. Maybe Iran hasn't acquired the status as a country with nuclear weapons, but it appears they've begun attacking American troops stationed in Iraq with immunity. The Hamas-Israel war may have its origin with Iran now protected with their possession of a nuclear bomb. That secures them from ever being attacked. In fact, that's what the whole concept of nuclear deterrence is about. No country would consider attacking a nuclear power capable of possessing a nuclear bomb arsenal for fear of being attacked. You see, when America's military leaders and politicians said the American people were safe and secure from ever being attacked with a nuclear bomb, it was in large part because America had a nuclear bomb inventory that could destroy any opponent. There are five countries that belong to the Treaty of the Non-Proliferation of Nuclear Weapons. They are the United States, the United Kingdom, France, the Russian Federation, and the People's Republic of China. Other countries that possess nuclear weapons are India, Pakistan, and North Korea. Since the Treaty of Non-Proliferation began in 1970, those three countries have not signed to that agreement. It's widely believed Israel has a nuclear capability with 75 to perhaps 400 nuclear bombs, but never have declared their possession of nuclear weapons. They rely on deterrence by stating a policy of ambiguity. According to the Stockholm International Peace Research Institute, the worldwide total inventory of nuclear weapons in 2021 stood at 13,080. Around 30% are deployed with conventional forces and 90% are either owned by Russia or the United States. Other countries have possessed nuclear weapons, but have renounced their ownership. Belarus, Kazakhstan, and Ukraine, along with South Africa, have disassembled their nuclear stockpiles. So if I'm correct that Iran has now acquired nuclear weapons, the Middle East with American and Israeli military are now vulnerable to increased conventional attacks because Iran is protected with a bomb.
Well, the promise that our military and political leaders made to Americans hasn't been entirely kept. Very powerful people who helped to arm America with nuclear bombs said they were doing it to assure deterrence, that no adversary would consider attacking America because of our nuclear arsenal. Sure, when our interests abroad were being threatened, we could use our Air Force, our Marines, our Navy, without dropping a nuclear bomb. We evolved into being the policemen of the world, and I might say Vietnam and Afghanistan didn't work out well. But rest assured, approximately 30% of our nuclear bomb inventory is already deployed with our military. And considering we have over 80 countries with American military bases around the world, it's a safe bet nuclear weapons have been spread everywhere. And that doesn't include our submarine fleet traveling in all sorts of places armed with missiles carrying nuclear bombs. But a prolonged war in the Middle East attacking American interests in Syria and Iraq can't be countered by bombing the country of Iran for supplying their troops and weapons in the Middle East, because Iran may have acquired the status of being a nuclear power. No country today would rationally attack Iran for attempting to build an atomic bomb. No, that can't happen now, because Iran may very well have several nuclear bombs already. And the possibility of a nuclear war with nuclear weapons exploding everywhere is not what anyone is willing to risk. No, the policy of building nuclear bombs never secured the safety of America or anywhere else. And if you don't think the unthinkable, that nuclear bombs can be smuggled into this country, then you're either naive or just plain stupid. We may have been the first nation to drop a nuclear bomb on two different population centers, but we may not be the last nation to do so. We never were really safe. We sold weapons around the world and we thought we were guaranteeing a secure future.
the truth of the production of nuclear weapons being a deterrence is a lie and is in fact making a nuclear war a real possibility. The American people have been deceived into believing our military and the politicians who fund our defense have been guaranteeing our safety and well-being by building nuclear weapons. The war in the Middle East may actually trigger the use of nuclear bombs. And if Americans believe that can come to our country, they're sadly mistaken. You don't build peace with the production of nuclear bombs. No, you leave open the possibility that a device the size of a refrigerator could be placed in any city or, for that matter, several major cities in storage in this country and to be detonated at any time. The people who said they were guaranteeing the security of America by advocating the production of nuclear bombs as the way to peace were leaving this country vulnerable to true unimaginable destruction. The country of Iran may have already nuclear weapons, and that's the reason why Hamas attacked Israel, and it's why Hezbollah in Lebanon and parts of Syria are preparing to attack Israel in the north. The reason is clear that Iran, who supplies Hamas, Hezbollah, Shia Muslims in Iraq, and the Houthis in Yemen, with military armaments and soldiers, leave Iran harmless because now they have nuclear bombs. Oppenheimer was right. His development of a nuclear bomb meant he was the destroyer of worlds. Our future, according to our politicians, isn't going to be bright. We need to find some other way for protecting ourselves and guarding against the ravages of war. Nuclear blasts kills the innocent in the natural world. It poisons the water and the earth. This week on Garner Isn't, you heard the music from two classical composers. First, from the Ring Cycle, a cut from the overture to Siegfried's Funeral March by Richard Wagner. For the music drama Garadamaran, or Twilight of the Gods, first performed in 1876. Then more from Siegfried's Funeral March, a closing cut. Next was a cut from Maurice Ravel's 1928 work, Valero, a Spanish dance musical form 
originally commissioned by the dancer Ida Rubinstein. Then a final cut of Bolero, followed by a cut from Ravel's Pavan for a Dead Princess, composed in 1899, and then to close a short cut of Gatterdameron. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.